Blog Talk Radio. morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Najah E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime and all the time, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Queen Vashti and Her Strong Convictions. And this is what the promotional material says. Vashti was queen of Persia and the first wife of Hazarus, also known as Xerxes, the king of Persia. She was fair to look upon. Her husband, the king, was wealthy. He bloated in his wealth for six months. At the conclusion of this eventful lifestyle, he held one last feast of seven days. During this feast, King Ahasuerus summoned for Vashti, his wife. He wanted her to parade before the princes and nobles of all his provinces to show off her beauty. Queen Vashti refused to do so and was dethroned. This remarkable story is recorded in Chapter 1 of the Book of Esther. God had a master plan for all of us. He has a master plan for all of us. Sometimes we don't know how his plans for our lives are interwoven into the lives of others. God, in his infinite wisdom, allowed Queen Vashti to be dethroned so Queen Esther would become Queen of Persia at the right time for the right reason. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, I'm excited about this series. It happens to be one of four uh, teachings that I'll be doing for women's Bible study. So um, this is sort of a precursor to what the ladies will get to hear about uh, soon. So years ago, I remember being a woman in a women's Bible study, and uh, the study was named Ideal Womanhood, and the accompanying scripture was Proverbs 14 and 1. And it reads like, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. I remember hearing that scripture, but didn't have a clue about what it meant. Well, of course, you over the years, you live and you learn. Ladies, we have a lot of influence over our households. And God's standard is that we build our households, not tear them down. So we're not tearing down a physical building, but we can tear down our households emotionally, spiritually, mentally, financially, and everything else. So to not tear it down is not an easy feat. That's why we have to be clear on our God-given roles as wives, mothers, mother-in-laws, grandmothers, and older women in the body of Christ. So let's learn a little bit more about Vashti and the choice she made that led to her being dethroned as Queen of Persia. I'll be reading from the book of Esther. We're going to look at verses, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, and this is the New International Version. We're going to read about her husband, King Xerxes. Verse 1 says, this is what happened during the time of Xerxes. The Xerxes, who ruled over 127 provinces, stretching from India to Cush. At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. And in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials, the military leaders of Persia and Media, 
the princes and the nobles of the provinces were present. For a full 180 days, it displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor of his glory, uh, splendor and glory of his majesty. Verse 5 says, when these days were over, the king gave a banquet lasting seven days in the enclosed garden of the king's palace for all the people from the least to the greatest who were in the citadel of Susa. The garden had hangings of white and blue linen fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, marble, mother of pearl, and more other costly stones. Wine was served in goblets of gold, each one different from the other, and the royal wine was abundant in keeping with the king's liberality, says, by the king's command, each guest was allowed to drink with no restrictions, for the king instructed all the wine stewards to serve each man what he wished. Wow. Quite some generosity, right? Well, if we were to describe King Xerxes, this is what would be said about him. He was a powerful monarch. He was ruled over 127 provinces. And Persia, you know, remained the world power until 330 B.C., when it was conquered by Alexander the Great. So Xerxes was wealthy, powerful, full of himself, an entertainer, a drinker of wine, and he disregarded customs. He made rash decisions out of anger, and he was ruthless. For six months, as we just read, he displayed his splendor and wealth and made a feast for the princes and nobles of all his provinces. And the climax of this grandeur uh, Xerxes held one grand feast of seven days. And when his heart was merry with wine, so he was inebriated, he sent his chamberlains to bring Vashti, the queen, before the king, which was himself, with the royal crown to show the people and the princes her beauty. So let's learn a little bit about Vashti, Xerxes' wife, and her plight because of her response to the king's summons. So one, we're going to look at verses 9 through 12. So Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. And on the seventh day, when King Xerxes was in high spirits from wine, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him, and these names are difficult to pronounce. I'm going to do my best. Mehuman, Bizpa, Harbona, Bigtha, Abitba, Zethar, and Carcass. Verse 11 says, to bring before him Queen Vashti, wearing her royal crown, in order to display her beauty to the peoples and nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. So let's look a little bit about this Vashti. Let's see what it says about her, what we can glean from Scripture. She was not a child of Israel. She was not a Jew, so she was a heathen. And she was fair to look upon. She was beautiful. She was gorgeous. She refused to come to the king's, uh, come at the king's commandment. And she was in a position of influence. Now, it said that she, too, was holding a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. She had strong convictions. Obviously so. She refused his command. And then she was ultimately disthroned. Because Queen Vashti refused to come to the king's, uh, come at the king's commandments, King Xerxes 
asked the counsel of the wise men. So he went to the guys that he thought would give him good counsel, wise counsel, ones he probably trusted, ones who were probably a part of his courtship. And they counseled him to not let her get away with this flagrant disobedience. And these are the concerns that they had and the instruction that they give him. And this is found in the book of Esther. We're still in chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 17 through 20. Verse 17 says, for the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. Verse 18 says, this very day, the Persian and Midian women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord. So they were very concerned about how the women might be influenced by Queen Vashti's behavior and that it would carry through and, and be brought forth in not just one household, but many households. So verse 19 says, therefore, this is their instruction. If it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Midia, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes and also let the king give her royal position to someone who is better than she is. Then when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all the vast realm, remember he was king over 127 provinces, it says all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. So the question at hand is, was Vashti wrong in refusing the king's command to parade and round and in front of the peoples and the nobles? Some would say yes. Uh, she was wrong because she should have obeyed her husband and fulfilled her queenly duties. Others might say no, because what the queen was asking of her uh, was uh, not customary. And, and, and the reason some might say that is because the custom during that time was women did not associate with men at, so, at social uh, functions. That's why in verse 9 it says that she had her own banquet for the women. And she was performing her queenly duty by entertaining the women in other quarters. But King Xerxes disregarded the principle of propriety for women to appear unveiled before any man except her husband was considered shameful. Perhaps if proper affection for his wife had been displayed and he was not full of wine and full of himself, maybe, just maybe, this would have prevented him from demanding this very act of parading herself before others, which clearly would have subjected her to humility, humiliation, excuse me, and exposure. So as believers in Christ, how important is modesty for women today, for us? Let's look at what God says about modesty. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 9 through 10, New International Version, it says, I also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds, appropriate for women who profess to worship God. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19, 19 through 20, New International Version, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have, been, whom you have received from God? Verse 20 says, you, and we are not our own. And verse 20 says, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. 
So modesty is more than just apparel. It's attitude, demeanor, it's our conversation, it's how we carry ourselves. We are God's creation, and our bodies are too sacred to be desecrated, exposed, and paraded before the whole world. And as believers, we just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, our bodies are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. It's a temple. So our physical bodies are a treasure, and they should be kept pure and inviolate, reserved for the holy relationship intended by God. And women, great influence. And we want to be sure that we do not lead others into sin. So Vashti had strong conviction to the point she paid the price of losing her royal crown and being dethroned. Vashti was never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. When we stand on truth, the very foundation of our convictions, it will require courage, discipline, and the willingness to pay a price. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, New International Version, it says, Because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for yourselves, for your sake. And in Titus 1 and 9, New International Version, it says, He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction and sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. One of the reasons the Holy Spirit came was to convict us of sin. And the Holy Spirit also comforts us and brings things to our remembrance. So conviction. Conviction should be stronger than our desires for honor and prestige. And in today's world, that could be maybe promotions on a job, material wealth, and gain. Our conviction should be stronger than the ease of love and pleasure. Go back and read Genesis chapter 39, the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife and how he refused her seduction and ended up being imprisoned. Our conviction should be stronger than the fear of reproach and ridicule. Vashti knew in advance the likelihood of her consequences. Regardless of that, she decided to refuse the king's commandments. And then our conviction should be stronger than love of life or fear of death. Go back and read in Matthew chapter 14, the account of John the Baptist's beheading. As the story goes, Vashti was dethroned based on her actions. But in reality, God had a master plan in action. Esther, a Jew out of Babylonian captivity, was being positioned to become queen of Persia. This event was ordained by God for the Jews during this period of time. So in conclusion, what conviction has the Holy Spirit placed on our hearts lately? It's a question for you and for me. Based on our convictions, do we stand our ground? What price are we willing to pay? We cannot let the desire of honor, prestige, the ease of love and pleasure, or the fear of reproach or ridicule be the guiding force in our life when we have to make hard choices to honor God based on our convictions. Remember, our convictions should be stronger than love of life or fear of death. Think on these things and ask yourself, where do I stand? And with that, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.